0: Let's get nuts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 138, a podcast that talks about movies, TV, pop culture, and uh, super speedy people in the midst of a world burning around us. I'm your host, your local speedster. Uh, Carter Sims. I'm joined by my slightly younger and more fratty speedster, Jackson McCurran Saw, dude.
1: That's how he laughs in the movie. Oh,
0: God, that hurt. Uh, (laughs) How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am doing well. Um, I'm excited to, if you will, get nuts with you today. Um, (laughs) We are uh, talking... The very, some would say ill-fated The Flash today um, Mm -hmm. Been anticipated, I guess, for many years Uh, We're going to talk about the highs and lows Not to spoil, but mostly lows Um, This is a pretty wacky movie, Jackson Um, I don't know if you felt the same way But uh, we'll get into that shortly But first, tell me something, boy Tell me something, boy What were you into this week other than The Flash?
1: Yeah, so this week uh, I was into a couple things. I rewatched Man of Steel because I was like, maybe this will be important to The Flash because of Zod. And it Uh wasn't really. It it really wasn't. (laughs) it, It didn't pay off and it really wasn't worth my time. And I've kind of come to the realization that every time I read a Superman comic and then watch Man of Steel, I get so much more angry at how bad the Man <laughs> of Steel is. It just sucks. Um, Do anything else with your time. Man of Steel is trash. Tough. Uh Yeah, unfortunately. Although there is one great shot in Man of Steel where young clark he's like maybe 10 Mm -hmm. he's in a white t-shirt and jeans and he has a red blanket on and he's running around by like his clothesline with his dog and it is like amazing but everything else about that movie sucks so bad um and i won't get into that uh i've also (laughs) been checking out uh new the new season six of black mirror i don't know if you've seen it yet carter but it has been Really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've I've just seen three out of the five episodes so far. The first one being Joan is Awful, which I did enjoy. I think it is, like, above average Black Mirror. Nice. But then the next two episodes, one's called Lock Henry, which is, like, this true crime where this, like – it's this true crime story where this, like, film student – maybe he's not a film student. He, like, gets paid to make documentaries, goes to his hometown, and, like, him and his girlfriend investigate this, like, like series of, like – murders sort of okay. and in doing so i don't know if you're gonna see this so this is slight spoilers but in doing so reveal that his family is more involved than he originally thought Ooh. and it's kind of this really interesting meta commentary on like how obsessed we are with true crime and how the victims of like the family uh are like in ruins from it and like it, it does like a lot of it, it's pretty interesting meta stuff on on the true crime so i like that okay but then beyond the sea is maybe one of my favorite episodes of black mirror in a long time and it has aaron paul in it from the guy back. yes and he is back baby he is acting his ass off let's go so basically the premise of this is aaron paul and this other guy are in a space station like light years away from earth And uh, they're on contract to work in the space station for six years. Mm -hmm. However, they were given realistic versions, like Android bodies of themselves that live with their families. And then like whenever they're not fixing stuff on the ship, they transfer their consciousness into this body, right? Oh, that's weird. Which is crazy. And then so Aaron Paul is like one of the guys and the other guy uh gets android and his family murdered like these like radicals like kill him his like android and his family and he's like basically stuck up there for the next four years by himself Sheesh. which is terrible uh and like he has nothing on the ship because like they were just expecting him to use like the body and everything uh-huh. so then aaron paul and his wife are like all right you can use my aaron paul android every now and then and then it's like this drama about like this other guy inhabiting like essentially this woman's husband's body and all sorts of wacky huh? stuff ensues. Uh. And it's really good. I okay. highly, highly recommend. It. Amazing. Yeah. And, and and then, of course, like the current event of like the submarine that went to go see the Titanic and then it oh, like exploded. Yeah. Been following that. that kind of crazy. Rich yeah, people are was, wild and uh, have too much money and free time. <laughs> and they died because of
0: it. Rough. Rough. Um, no bagpipes for them. I don't know if they
1: Eh. Who's to say? I don't know. I feel bad for the kid, but, you know, everybody else...
0: You mean eh. the kid who's, like, shooting his shot with OnlyFans girls and also, like, going to well, Blink-182 there was, like, concerts?
1: There was that kid, uh, who also is <laughs> not a kid, I don't think. I think yeah, he's, like, he's an adult pretty, man. Yeah, he's an adult. Um, <laughs> but, like, his brother, who was, like, 19 or something, was also on that uh, ship, I guess. The submarine. Uh, gotcha. So that sucks that he died. But, like, everybody else, uh, I don't know. There was plenty of warning signs to not maybe get into that thing, but... Who am I to say? James Cameron was like, This sucks. Like, this is a bad submarine. And I know because it's like I've,
0: I've been down there like 30 times. I it was funny. He like, <laughs> yeah, he, he threw like shots. He was like, I I watched that interview today. He was like, Yeah, I kind of mm-hmm. calculated that I think I was on that, I've been on that ship more than the actual captain of the Titanic. And I was like, yeah. Oh, what a flex. What a king. What a king. Yeah. True. God. Um amazing. Is that, is that all you got into this week? yeah that's all i have amazing um since you capped us off with some or ended up with some news i just want to start by saying what i'm not into and i won't be into for the foreseeable future which is uh secret invasion jackson um yeah
1: yeah we talked about this yeah we were chatting
0: about this uh in our little group chat but um i think you and i were probably i don't know I don't think we were excited per se for secret invasion, but I think we were of the opinion that we were going to, you know, at least tune into it, watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think have you, you haven't watched this episode one. Have you, have you?
1: No, no, I haven't. Um,
0: so I haven't either due to the fact that they, uh, the filmmakers decided to use AI, uh, to create mm-hmm. their opening or closing credit sequence. I don't know which one is, is if it's the I opening. I guess Got yeah. it. um, and, you know, given the writer's strike and what they're fighting for, and given that this is kind of a, a, a fuck you to creators, I decided not to watch this. And I don't think I will be unless they change that. Yeah. So that's a rough look, especially uh amidst the writer's strike. Bad look for Secret Invasion. A lot of backlash for that right now. So whatever happens mm-hmm. on that show. And they essentially
1: double down on it, too, which sucks.
0: Yeah, the the was, or the showrunner or whoever it was the creator was like well it's kind of how the scrolls operate you know and you're like okay miss me with that no
1: it's not <laughs> scrolls do not look like ai they look like exactly like the people so that doesn't even make sense but uh okay
0: but nice you could try have paid people to do. yeah that was uh yes you just it's took a job it's away. definitely
1: a bad precedent for like disney of all people to be doing so yeah
0: not, so not a great look Tough look there. Uh, I will be personally boycotting the show, so don't count on an episode on Secret Invasion anytime soon yeah. in the near future. Um, so there's that. But I wonder if I want to mention this now or if we're going to talk about it a, a little bit, Jackson. If it's on your plans, but I watched the uh, the animated Flashpoint movie. Yeah, um, talk
1: about it. We 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 are going to talk about it briefly, I'm sure. But uh, okay, I, I at least wanted you to have some context of what an interesting. Uh, Flashpoint movie could have been. So I'm glad you checked it out.
0: Yes, I checked it out. We can get into it a little more later, but I will say that I liked it and I wish it was kind of the movie that we got. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which was a bummer. So, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, So I checked that out. So I'll talk about this when I talk about when we went to see The Flash, but I was home in Bloomington and Davey and I, our friend Davey, friend of the pod, Uh uh, did a double feature we went to see The Blackening, uh, nice. which is like this kind of meta commentary parody of like horror movies, but starring an all-black cast and kind of playing on mm-hmm. that trope. I thought it was really fun, uh, actually. And then I kept, we capped kept off the night. We were leaving the theater, and we were like 940 showing of The Flash. So then we walked <laughs> back in, and I'll talk about that experience when we get down to The Flash. But wow. The Blackening was enjoyable and definitely the better Of the movies I watched that night. Um, That's wild. I know. I love that. Pretty crazy. Um, Then uh, I checked up on uh, Extraction 2. Had to check up on my boy, Chris Hemsworth, uh, over there on Netflix. Um, Because I watched the first Extraction, which was pretty neat. Um, Extraction 2 is worth the watch solely for this, like, I want to say near, like, 20 minutes, maybe more. Like action set piece that is like all done in like one shot. Um didn't they do this in the first one? They did. So they just they yeah. did what you're supposed to do with things like this is just they upped the ante and made it like 20, 25 minutes long in this one. Um was pretty cool, really impressive. Um and it was just kind of a fun ride. Um did the with, Russos direct it? Uh they wrote it. They're credited as screenwriters, okay. but it's um did they I direct think- the first one? No, I think they were both Sam Hargrave who like acted as like stunt coordinator on like the Avengers movies, Captain America movies. Mm -hmm. So they, he works with uh, the Russos a lot. So they're credited writers for creating the character, I believe. Um, So yeah, all that stuff is cool. The stunt stuff. Um, And then finally I checked out Elemental, which is the new uh, Pixar movie. Check this out this week. And I think it's getting maybe a bad rap by some people, but it was really effective for me. It actually really worked on me. Um, it was a cool new like inventive world that they made. There's a lot of heart mm-hmm. in it. Um, and it felt like kind of like late 2000s Pixar to me. I feel like some people aren't reading into that. It's a little ham-fisted on some issues, real world implications, mm-hmm. but for some reason this little romance was really working on me. So I think it's pretty gorgeous too. Um so, yeah, I would recommend it was a nice. Uh, uh, it's underperforming, which is a bummer, but I think that has a lot of factors to play. I don't think it was marketed very well. And uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, it's a good movie. Check it out. Um, that's all I got. And uh, I guess it's nice. kind of a lot. But uh, but yeah, that's what I've been into this week. So um, I say we dump, jump in, Jackson. What do you say? Let's move on to That's Your Opinion, Man.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So, we are talking The Flash, which you may or may not have known. Yes. Uh, which was directed by Andy... How do you pronounce his last name? Andy Muschietti? Is that how I, you
0: say it? I think that's right. I've been saying Muschietti, yeah. Muschietti. Yeah. We'll cool. with that.
1: Starring Ezra Miller, Sasha Kaye, Michael Keaton... Michael Shannon, Ron Livingston, Mary Verdue, and Kiersey Clemons and others. But I feel like those are the main ones. Yep. Um. Yeah. It's uh. I guess before we get into this, too, uh, we should mention that Ezra Miller uses they them pronouns. However, we may be referring to the character of Barry Allen, who in the movie uses he him pronouns. So do not yes. get those confused. And if we make a mistake, we apologize in advance. We'll try to correct ourselves. Yes. Indeed.
0: Cool. Disclaimers. Wonderful.
1: Um, Do you want to do theater experience first, or should we jump into the pre-production of what the comics that inspired it and the horrific pre-production of the movie going into it? Should we do that (laughs) first?
0: Yeah, let's lay the tracks for people and tell them how, how, how we got to this point.
1: Yeah, so, okay. First, let's start with the comic book. Okay. Um this is based off of a comic book called Flashpoint which was this big comic book crossover event that happened in 2011 2011 okay. that was meant to restart the DC Comics continuity um which would be na- like renamed and known as uh the new 52 okay which doesn't make a lot of sense um if you don't know about the comic book jargon but basically they reset it to where there were like 52 Earths and that's it and that's mm. what's it's called the new 52 um within the multiverse um interestingly the new 52 is what the DCEU pulled a lot of inspiration from as far as like how they designed a lot of the characters and like like without the new 52, Um, Cyborg would not have been on the team because that's like the jump where they introduce Cyborg as like a founding member of the Justice League Okay. Um, which personally growing up as a Teen Titans fan I was not super thrilled about Um, (laughs) and weirdly enough this is like kind of where I first started reading comics for the first time in 2011 with The New 52 so Ah. um, yeah I wasn't in love with it but it does have some weird um, sentimental value to me Um, The core miniseries was written by Jeff Johns and penciled by Andy Kubert. Jeff Johns uh, is like hands-on with a lot of stuff over at DC Studios. Uh Um, They're usually credited as a writer or an executive producer on some things. It really just depends on what the project is. Um, But essentially what happens in the story of Flashpoint is that Barry Allen, who is the Flash, goes back in time to save his mother from being murdered. Um, And in doing so creates this alternate timeline that he returns to where Cyborg is like the Superman of this universe. Mm -hmm. Um, And Superman in this timeline is like being held captive as a lab rat by the United States government. Um, In addition, Thomas Wayne is Batman and his son was murdered. Bruce like never lived past like the age of 10. Yeah, And his wife, Martha, became the Joker of this universe, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but uh, most importantly, the biggest difference is that there is, like, a World War III going on between Wonder Woman and Aquaman uh, as they've, like, decimate, decimated, like, Europe, which is pretty crazy, too. And so it's, like, a pretty wild, uh, kind of like a what-if story, I guess, if you want to look at it like that, um, where the Flash, like, shows up and, like, messes up the timeline and then has to go back and learn... That, you know, you got to let things lie and kind of just returns back. So he like goes back, lets his mom get killed. Then he goes back to the future. And uh, then stuff is like kind of the same, but kind of like not the same. So this is like when it reset into the new 52, basically every superhero, like all of their comic book issues got reset to number one, except for Batman and Green Lantern for some reason. So like everybody else within this universe was like, this is the first year of them being a superhero, except for Batman and Green oh. Lantern, who were like on year five Interesting. of being a superhero for some reason. Okay. And this so, is also when like
0: Yeah. So so essentially the, the animated Flashpoint movie I watched is basically a direct adaptation of that. Yeah, it, it
1: comic. is it is much more Faithful. Yeah. Faithful. Although I will say people didn't love the comic <laughs> um to my oh, really? knowledge okay. like it, it, it is not like well beloved it's considered like an event but like besides that like nobody else really like loves the fact that it exists because like the new 52 ironically only lasted about like 10 more years and then they like kind of scrapped that and restarted again and now like dc comics is in another continuity um, which is kind of fitting, I guess, for the ending of this movie where it's like resetting it. But also we know that it's about to reset again now that James Gunn like, True. is working on it. So it is kind of like this weird like, cyclical referential thing to this movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's kind of meta when you think about it. But yeah, so basically that's like Flashpoint within the comics. Gotcha. Um, oh, also it should be noted. Yeah, this was adapted into the Flashpoint Paradox. This was also season three of CW's The Flash. Which is like so they did like the Flashpoint oh, stuff they did as that? well. Oh and then yeah, sort of it was like yeah, they basically did it and like nothing changed as much. But like there was like a lot of like like within like the show, I guess. Um, but there was like those like moments of like Barry reuniting with his mom and having like this final conversation and like and... there's this meme of Kevin Smith reacting to it where he's crying his eyes out because oh, like my. he loves the flash. And um, he actually correct, directed some of the episodes.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong, but Ezra Miller showed up in that series a couple times, no? Is that, is yes, that a and thing we'll, that happened? I'll okay. get into that in
1: a second. Yes, oh, nice. Ezra Miller okay. shows up once uh, within the CW Flash show. Goodness. Um, but this movie is the most recent adaptation of the Flashpoint story.
0: Got it. Okay. And that um, was 2013, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: Yes. So um, now <laughs> I'm going to go through, if you don't mind the timeline of how long it took for this specific movie to exist. <laughs> buckle up. Um, w- buckle up. This took way longer than I thought. Um, it should be noted before I do this, but like the idea of a flash movie has been thrown around for a long time since like the 90s. Yeah. Um, There was a really close adaptation in the early 2000s that was going to be a spinoff of George Miller's justice league movie that like was almost existing, but like got scrapped. So if you're ever looking into like, if you ever, ever want to look that up, like that movie's like crazy. I read the script for it. It's pretty interesting. Bonkers. Um, but in 2010 is where we're starting our journey. Holy cow. Uh, which is crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Uh, the Flash movie is an early production with Greg Berlanti and others fresh off of writing the Green Lantern movie. Oh, God. Uh, so, they they write this script. Uh, it's said to be about Barry Allen fighting Captain Cold and his mysterious employer who would be revealed to be Professor Zoom. Um, there was going to be, like, an end credit scene with, like, ha- uh, with Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern showing up. but then, like, that movie, like, bombed. And so, they scrapped this um, so basically disregard that, but just know that like that almost happened. That's crazy. Then jump to 2013. The CW launched their show titled The Flash starring Grant Gustin.
0: That was 2013. Um, holy cow. Yes. That was 10 years then, ago. And,
1: yes. That's crazy. um, <laughs> it is crazy. I, I could, I was in Florida on a vacation when the show premiered. Cause I was so in 2013, I was so into, the green arrow CW verse that they had. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though it was so bad, but like, I loved it uh, as a kid. Um, then in October of 2014, uh, DC announced their first ever slate for the DCEU. This is after man of steel. Mm-hmm. Um, and at this point, the this is when where they announced the casting for Ezra Miller as the, as the flash as Barry Allen. And Hot they revealed that being a
0: wallflower, right? Yeah. Yes, Exactly. Gotcha.
1: Um, and they they revealed that the Flash movie was originally going to be slated to release in March of 2018. So this is the first time we were promised of a Flash movie, and it's going to be March of 2018. So remember that. Jump to April of 2015, um, just a, like half a year later. Uh-huh. Phil Lord and Chris Miller worked on a treatment and were being eyed to direct the Flash. Oh. Um, then... Mm-hmm. then shortly later they left the project to work on solo a star wars story
0: oh no which is
1: interesting because they were fired from that project yes um, they were like with creative differences but it's okay because they went on to make spider verse so yeah. i think they won great sliding uh, doors that. yeah truly um yeah i think we won there uh as fans definitely uh later that year in 2015 abraham lincoln vampire slayer director seth graham smith Was in talks to direct as he worked off of Lord and Miller's treatment. So uh, uh, he made his own script based off of this. Um, But he did drop off the project by April of 2016, uh, one month after Ezra Miller debuted as Barry Allen in Batman v Superman, Darn of Justice. Got scared. Uh, So (laughs) this is where they have the scene of Barry like traveling back in time to be like, remember her bruce like she's the key or whatever so oh, stupid and random yeah. oh. and we also see them in like on the surveillance footage uh yes. in that convenience store and it's so weird but that's how we did it we just showed uh-huh. security footage of all the justice league members hell yeah um so then in june of 2016 uh rick Famuyiwa, who directed dope and multiple episodes of the mandalorian signed on to direct while using graham smith's script that was based off of lord and miller's treatment which is kind of interesting Hmm. uh this version is where the rumors of ray fisher's cyborg was going to be like heavily featured in the film so much so that they were like oh yeah it's basically like a like a buddy cop movie with with like cyborg cyborg and the flash which is kind of interesting Hmm. um The script was finished in September, but a month later, he decided to leave the project after creative differences with the studio, jumped to January of 2017, this guy named Joby Harold, who wrote King Arthur, Legend of the Sword, which I've
0: never heard of. That's a... Uh, Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) Yeah. He joined the project to rework the script. It was completed in May, at which point Matthew Vaughn and Robert Zemeckis were being eyed to direct. Holy cow. Um, yeah, super random at this point. What? It should be noted too that Sam Raimi, Mark Webb, Ben Affleck, and Jordan Peele all declined to direct <laughs> the movie, uh, which is also wild. Wow, uh, by July of 2017, the film was retitled Flashpoint, so this oh. is where like they switch directions of like what they're going to do. Totally, um, by January 2018, directors John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein were. Uh, in talks to direct the Flash, so this is the people who did Game Night and this year's Dungeons and Dragons movie, which oh. I think would have been amazing. Two fun movies, yeah, yeah, really fun movies. Um, it was renamed; it was re-renamed from Flashpoint <laughs> to The Flash in March again, which I thought was really funny. Incredible. Um, then in March of 2019, Ezra Miller came to the studio. Because they had contract reno- renegotiations because their contract expired because the movie was supposed to already come out by then, which is crazy long. when you think about it. Oh my God. Um, and Ezra came to the studio with this script, this new script that they wrote with this comic legend, Grant Morrison, who I love. I really love Grant Morrison, have so much respect for them. Um, so they co-wrote this script within two weeks and miller and uh, ezra miller used it as a negotiating tactic with the studios basically being like uh either we do this script or i'm out and eventually ezra miller was convinced to stay on but not do the script so this script gets scrapped and ezra stays on which is so weird um then by july daly and goldstein leave and then uh which is crazy uh, and then mama and it director Andy Muschietti now entered negotiations with his producing partner and sister Barbara Muschietti uh uh-huh. um, and then by January of 2020 Ezra Miller's Flash had a quick cameo crossover with Grant with Grant Gustin on the CW show The Flash which was Woo! kind of fun for fans people yeah. went crazy for it at this point they had been in like uh the Justice
0: League I believe
1: yes um, Justice League would have yeah. been
0: out yes
1: so then in June of 2020, uh the new DC fandom event, which I'm sure you remember Carter, because that's where they did like the the um, the Batman trailer and stuff like that, and people went nuts for it. Like oh, this yeah. was COVID time. Uh this is where they announced that the Flash would restart DC's film continuity and they would have Michael Keaton replace Ben Affleck as the main uh Batman within continuity of like the DC movies, gotcha. which is so weird. Because, like, why would you want a 70-year-old Batman as your main Batman? But also, like, <laughs> <laughs> there were rumors that, like, Michael Keaton's going to show up in Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom, and he's going to be the Batman of the scrapped Batgirl movie that, like, never ended up happening. Yeah. Or uh, And, like, so, like, it, it seemed at one point of, like, making this movie that, like, the the intention was for Michael Keaton to show up at the end instead of this other cameo that shows up that we'll talk about later. Um, and then that didn't end up happening. So then in January of 2021, Ray Fisher states that he was only being offered a cameo role instead of a bigger role that was previously stated. Mm -hmm. And this is likely due to him speaking out against harassment and racism from DC studio execs like Walter Hamada and like just Joss Whedon and stuff. Oh yeah. Um, I'm sure you guys maybe remember that it was pretty crazy. Um, So then, uh, so then like Ray Fisher is basically like scrapped from this movie. Then a month later, uh, production finally begins on the film in 2021. Uh, then cut to James Gunn announcing he's going to take over the DCU, Mm -hmm. uh, much later. And then where the intent of so now, like, the intent of the film restarting the universe seems way more unclear and nebulous, and we still don't really know what's happening with all that stuff. Yep. Um, so we'll talk about that. Um, and then like the flash was delayed a whole year on top of that due to COVID nineteen and mm-hmm. like the buildup of VFX that like like all the VFX houses were overworked and like yeah there there wasn't enough like stuff so like people were like delayed even more trying to get like the VFX out mm-hmm. and then finally the film releases on June sixteenth, twenty twenty three, over five years later than first announced and it should be noted that the flash TV show that I mentioned in 2013 <laughs> wrapped its final ninth season earlier this year. <laughs> so <laughs> we had nine years of the flash TV show and it wasn't good. Don't get me wrong. It was not good. Uh, before we had Ezra Miller in their own
0: flash solo movie. Absolutely. Kind of crazy. Absolutely absurd. Um so that has a big part when we say ill-fated um in terms of this movie's journey to the big screen, that's a giant part of it. It's worse and it and it gets much, much worse. um So uh we talked about it here and there on the podcast every once in a while because we would come and have new updates on Ezra Miller uh, and the controversies surrounding them, uh which begin roughly in April of 2020. Uh, which is a a whopping three years before uh, this movie comes out or two years or like another year before it even starts production. Um, yeah. So this all starts in April 2020 when Ezra Miller, uh, there's footage of Ezra Miller appears to choke a woman outside a bar. Uh, He's like
1: asking for an autograph.
0: Yes. Uh, serious altercation in, you guessed it, Iceland. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, this Miller was escorted off the premises as a result. Um, it seems like not a whole lot came of this altercation, but um, that is definitely the start of a slippery slope which begins two years later in January of 2022 where I just wanted to include this one because I just remember this happening and thought it was hilarious where Ezra Miller delivers a cryptic message to the KKK do you remember this yes
1: we talked about it on the podcast a long time ago
0: <laughs> yes um it's it's now deleted Instagram video but he post or they posted this uh on January 27th uh and Ezra was threatening members of the KKK chapter in North Carolina with the quote, Look, if y'all want to die, I suggest just killing yourselves with your own guns, okay? Otherwise, keep doing exactly what you're doing right now, and you know what I'm talking about. Then you know we'll do it for you, if that's really what you want. Talk to you soon. Okay, bye. So I want to
1: know more about this specifically because, like, it's kind of cool, but also it's like I have so many more questions. Why would you call out this specific group? What were I they like know. specifically doing?
0: I don't. Oh my know. gosh! Uh, hilarious. Uh, along with the video, there was a caption. The caption read, "Please disseminate (parentheses) gross this video to all those whom it may concern. This is not a joke. And even though I do recognize myself to be a clown, please trust me and take this seriously." Let's save some live now. Oh, oh, let's save some lives now. Okay, babies. Love you like whoa. Uh, that's the catch. <laughs> <laughs> so you could tell um, something's going on uh, with Ezra at this point. Jump to two months later, March of 2022. Ezra Miller is charged with disorderly conduct and harassment. This is the beginning of uh, their crazy the stuff in Hawaii. Yes. Um yeah. This is over two separate incidents that happened at the same karaoke bar in Hawaii where, uh, uh, roughly 1130 PM Ezra Miller was quote agitated by people singing karaoke at the karaoke bar started throwing derogatory language at people. At one point he grabbed the microphone from a woman and lunged at another man who was playing darts. Uh, the bar owner asked Miller to calm down several times. um, Miller would later plead no contest to these charges um, and the judge sentenced Miller to a $500 fine uh, oh. that's what that's what came okay. of that um, <laughs> um, and the judge also dismissed the two additional counts against Miller which were harassment charges um, and a traffic obstruction related complaint hilarious <laughs> um, later this month still in March Ezra Miller gets a restraining order filed against them Uh, by two residents of uh, Hawaii, uh, filed for a restraining order. Uh, The complaint alleged that Miller, quote, burst into the bedroom of the petitioners and threatened, saying, I will bury you and your slut wife. That's a quote. Uh, The document also claimed that Miller stole some of the alleged victim's personal belongings, including a social security card, wallet, passport, driver's license, and bank cards. Uh... Two weeks later, this restraining order case was dismissed by a judge per the couple's request. Uh, so that kind of mm. went away. Um, Weird. A month later, Jackson, April of 2022, Ezra Miller is arrested on a second-degree assault char- charge. Uh, on April 19th, uh, he they were found during a traffic stop. Uh, during the course of this investigation, police determined that Miller became irate after being asked to leave and reportedly threw a chair at a, a local uh, establishment, uh, striking Bobby, a Knight. 20, Bobby Knight baby, striking a 26 year old woman on the forehead, oh. resulting in a half inch cut. Oh, um, Bobby Knight, <laughs> Bobby Knight. So yes, Ezra was arrested. Then, then they're quote silent for a couple months. June 2022 rolls around. This gets gross. This is where Ezra Miller is accused of grooming. Uh, mm-hmm. There is um, the this altercation is an attorney and activist, uh, and their pediatrician claimed that Miller had been manipulating and controlling their daughter and goes by Gibson. Uh, and the two met years ago in, in North in North Dakota at some event. The parents claim Miller groomed their child from the age of 12 after taking an immediate and apparently innocent liking to them uh, and allegedly drugging their child at times over the years, a cult like and manipulative, excuse me, manipulative, controlling behavior. Um, later, Gibson issued a statement on Instagram downplaying the parents concerns and basically saying that Ezra just a loving and supportive friend. Um but now they're aware of the severity of the manipulation. um, And they say, I'm an adult and I deserve to feel the authority in my own body. So she kind of turns on uh, her parents a little bit. Um, Then another person comes forward, Jackson with allegations, uh, Mm
1: -hmm. Ezra
0: Miller, similar, similar things, more, more grooming uh, allegations. Then, August 2022, Ezra Miller is accused of burglary. Uh, this is in Vermont. So he hopped all the mm-hmm. way across the country. Um, they allegedly stole several bottles of alcohol. Uh, looking at the footage, police had probable cause to charge Miller with the offense of felony and un- into an unoccupied dwelling. Uh, the uh, actors summoned to court in Vermont. And then in August 2022, the Vermont state police tried to serve an emergency care order to a mother staying at Ezra Miller's home. This one's kind of weird. I didn't know that this happened, Um, but there are previous reports that Miller was housing a 25 year old woman. This is where like the quote, like kidnapping allegations kind of came into place. Mm -hmm. Um, Miller told the mother and her children. uh, Well, let me go. Let me, let me get my notes right here. The uh <laughs> so the the woman and her three kids were at the Vermont home, and uh the kids were re- required the kids to be taken away from the home and her care. but Miller told them the mother and her children left two months ago hadn't been back since um so this was kind of uh a dodgy comment. And then as Miller reveals that they're seeking treatment for complex mental health issues. so this is where it starts to kind of, Kind of get all down into the nitty gritty where the apologies start coming in because this whole time we're like waiting for like the studio to say anything, anything yeah. going on because at this point production is pretty much done on the flash. Um, <laughs> yeah, so all of this is happening. This is where the 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 calls for like, are they recasting? What's going on? Ezra pleads not guilty in October of 2020 to the burglary charge in Vermont. Uh, but in January of 2023, Ezra pleads guilty to misdemeanor and begins a one-year probation. Uh, this is to a lesser charge. Um, and then um, we kind of get back to uh, current times where Mushetti kind of addresses the Ezra Miller controversies and mm-hmm. says that quote Ezra's well now. They're 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 doing better. They're taking steps to recovery. And we kind of don't see Ezra Miller for like. A year or a couple months, six months, um, and then Machete says they have no plans to recast Ezra Miller in future Flash films, uh, and yeah, and then the first time we kind of really saw Ezra was at the premiere of mm-hmm. the Flash, where they, they
1: didn't did, do any interviews, I don't think.
0: Didn't do any interviews. They just kind of took pictures, uh, and very little contact with uh with anyone, um. So that's kind of where we are. Those are just some of the things that led to the actual movie, um, which we yeah. can uh get into now, given all that baggage and background, to see if the the movie overcame all of these setbacks or not. Yeah,
1: it's interesting. I knew a lot of people like online were gonna like boycott the movie because of um, like all of the Miller stuff, but it seems like maybe some of this stuff didn't. like some of the stuff was dropped like suspiciously and like yeah i don't know like i don't know if all of this stuff did happen the way it was reported on i know like i don't know i I don't exactly know like clearly like if some of this stuff was pretty severe but only some of it was like found true in court and mm -hmm. i don't know it's all like allegedly i guess like it is it is just a lot of baggage even if they are innocent I feel like if I'm like a producer I'd be like alright maybe we need to get Ezra Miller out of here with like someone who's more sanitized and who yes. isn't maybe not, not not even doing something wrong but being at the wrong place at the wrong time like all of these instances and yeah I don't know if they did it all or not but I don't know I feel like it's kind of risky to keep someone who is kind of all over the place in the spotlight for this I don't know yeah you think do you think they
0: yeah okay I mean like given the con- controversy or whether there's truth to to m- most it seems like there's there are definitely issues and definitely offenses that took place mm-hmm. um but given all the baggage and even for Ezra's sake if they cite mental health issues I think it is best to kind of part ways with them for the betterment of both of them just for their health and the let
1: them focus on themselves
0: and yeah and moving forward um i did i don't know if that attributes to kind of the poor um reception and uh fan interest of the movie you know whether it was Mm Yeah, I think in a lot of respects the writer's Strike maybe helped because there was no real promotion and like the stars didn't yeah. have to go do any of this. Michael Keaton's filming Beetlejuice 2, so he wasn't even available, which I think was the uh, probably the guy you'd want to talk to about this movie that maybe would garner True. some traction. Um and I think the DC restructuring also hurt this a lot because I feel like people are like, Well, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah, if like we're...
1: I mean like Shazam 2 flopped and now this kind of flopped financially
0: underperformed, um, I would say, at the box office, yeah. at least right now, um, to what they were looking at. I mean, if you're comparing it to Black Adam, Black Adam had a better opening weekend. So
1: which is crazy. Which is crazy um, to think about. Yeah. But yeah. Maybe people are just not as interested knowing that like maybe none of this counts, which kind of sucks because like I don't think that's like the whole point of seeing a movie. Like yeah. if how interconnected it is. Like I don't I think there's more merits
0: to it than that, but I think but that's yeah. just part it, it of it uh, too. Superhero fatigue per se totally. of people just like yeah well if it's not all connected then what uh, it's a product it, it's a product of its own design that it's perhaps yeah. that way but but yeah yeah
1: and it is kind of interesting too like right before this movie came out like James Gunn and like the most random people that you like would ever think of were like by the way this movie's amazing like this is yes. so good
0: that did not help. Uh, it's a claim. Cause I will say if we want to kind of transition into like our, our, anticipation of the movie, like what we were yeah, expecting. Yeah, for sure. Let's see that. Like, I will say that my expectations were very low at first, given all of the baggage that we just mentioned. I wasn't confident because it was a very troubled production with a very troubled figure at the center. Um, And then like about a month or an and a half ago, my expectations got a little higher because people that had seen the movie were like, this is the best superhero movie of all time. Tom Cruise said it was a great movie. I was like, Tom wouldn't yeah. lie to us. Um, so then my expectations kind of bumped up a little bit at like these early screenings that people were enjoying it. Um, and uh and and yeah, I feel like it it kind of suffered. I feel like this movie kind of suffered from like I think back to like multiverse of madness, Jackson. And where the marketing for that movie was like, they really just gave us everything. Like they gave us all the surprises and the twists and turns. Like Michael Keaton at the center. We got the super, super girl at the center. Obviously we didn't get all these cameo reveals that we'll get to later because yeesh. But I feel like this suffered because, I mean, we might be thinking about this movie differently if it came out in 2018. You know, ahead of like Endgame and No Way Home Mm -hmm. and Into the Spider-Verse and everything everywhere all at once. Like we're in this, we've seen so many multiversal stories now. And now now this one (laughs) just feels like another one because it just like wasn't done well. But if it was the first, maybe we're like, oh, this is the bar. This is where this could be. Mm -hmm. But but yeah, so I will say that I was very eh going into it. Uh, What about you?
1: Yeah, my, my expectations were more like geared towards even excitement just because of like, holy shit, this movie has been in production for five Ever. billion years and yeah. uh, people are saying it's amazing. And then like mm. they did like before, like a week or two before the movie came out, they did like free screenings to like tons of fans. I don't yeah. know if you remember this.
0: I do actually. Yeah, And it
1: was like kind of first come, first serve type of stuff and then all those people coming out of it were like it was fine like it wasn't like amazing yeah and then so my expectations were like all right this is gonna be just a stupid goofy ride and i'm gonna go in with basically no expectations let's see how good or bad it is yeah
0: uh, yeah (laughs) and it was fine So when you when you went in, what was your? Because you said you had a wacky theater experience. What 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 was going down? Oh
1: my god! Let me explain to you (laughs) theater experience. Me and Abby (laughs) went to the AMC Seventeen in Indianapolis. I got my slushy. Yeah. First of all, I gotta say, for whatever reason, I had to pee like four times during this movie, which has literally never happened to me. You were just
0: finding excuses to to not. I
1: was constantly running in and out. I don't know what was (laughs) going on with me. Uh so that was like already a thing that was happening yes um (laughs) so weird but we were in this it was like a six o'clock showing like decent amount of people are in there a lot of kids Mm -hmm. there was this one dude who was clapping at every fucking thing in this movie (laughs) like it was like zod shows up and it's just like a like just clapping, like like it was like in game levels of like fa- like clapping, like oh, like boy. as frequent as that. Like you know what I mean? Like where yeah, someone I shows do. up and it's like you're supposed to pause and clap. Uh-huh. Except it's like for people you do not care about. <laughs> like like Michael Shannon, like Zod, like yeah, like Zod, like punched somebody and like the dude clapped and I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like me and Abby were looking at each other like during this, being like, what the hell like it was so annoying like abby started clapping as a joke and i had to like stop her because i was getting embarrassed <laughs> Got um, anxious <laughs> it, it did stress me out That's um, funny. there was at one point uh where like all those cameos happened right and we'll get to that uh, oh but yeah. all those cameos happened and like they're supposed to be these moments where you're clapping and the only mm. people who were clapping were these like 10 year olds who were sitting next to us and it was so bizarre to me because it was like they were like they were trained to know to clap for this but mm-hmm. i know that they don't know why they're clapping for it and it just felt like so like it felt like such a hellscape i don't know like it was such an odd <laughs> like that part was very odd to me um and then the only other like collective experience i had was at the very end um and this is a spoiler so if you don't want spoilers going forward now uh stop mm-hmm. uh whenever uh <laughs> George Clooney shows up at the end, everybody was like, oh, come on. Like, it was like a bunch of groans, which I did Uh, not expect either. Um, And that was my experience. Like, it was just a a roller coaster of weird interactions with people.
0: That's uh, amazing. And maybe makes the theater, maybe makes the movie more enjoyable, perhaps. I don't know. It was definitely uh, more memorable. That's fun. Um, Mine didn't have that. Um, Not a lot of laughs, not a lot of Mostly just audible. What the fucks when certain things would happen, um, yeah. which was which was crazy. I I mean, from the first scene, my jaw was on the floor, not in a good way. Um, so I can't wait to talk about that. But um, should we start? Try to start with some positives about the movie, Jackson, if we can. Or Let's do do us? it. Let's okay. get the
1: positives out of the way.
0: Amazing. Um, the first um, thing
1: I want to I want to start start with is. Sure. Uh, I was, like, a huge... Like, I talked about how, like, I grew up with, like, the Justice League cartoon growing uh-huh. up. And so I was a huge Flash fan. Yeah. Uh, granted, that was, like, the Wally West Flash, but I didn't know that. I just knew, like, that the Flash was awesome. It ran fast, you know, yeah. The movie Daddy Daycare existed, and the Flash... <laughs> there was a kid who was obsessed with the Flash in that movie.
0: You were like, and I'm I was seen... like,
1: I like the Flash. Yeah. He's cool. Um, So getting to see barry allen as the flash Mm -hmm. use like their powers in ways that we hadn't seen before i thought that was sick i think all the training stuff works really well Mm -hmm. with like old barry and young and young barry i was just like so delighted to see like the phasing and like the concept of running back in time even though i really hated how they did it Oh. And, like, the whole, like, whenever he made, like, a vortex, like, tornado, and then, like, it was in his arm, and then he, like, dropped it to the ground, and it was, like, this giant tornado. I thought that was so cool, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think in some of the ways in which they utilized the idea of super speed in an action movie, I think was really good. Yeah. Um. That being said, it wasn't always executed well, like, visually, just because of the effects. But I think, like, the idea, like, the ideas behind it and the creativeness behind like certain moments
0: I thought were really great. Okay. There you go. I love that there was a but to your, to your positive though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can, to kind of go off that. Cause you mentioned like the, the mentoring of the berries. Um, yes. I will say that. I think the middle of the movie actually works pretty well. Yeah. Um, starting with the berry mentoring, Barry. And then obviously you get to the Batman stuff. Which I'll just say that Keaton was the best part of this movie for me. Um, Interesting. Michael Keaton's Batman. I just thought all the fun stuff. I I don't know if it was a nostalgia thing or just having the charm of Michael Keaton kind of save the movie for me in a little bit. Because at one point it became less about the Flash and more about Batman and Supergirl, which I actually was more interested in their stories. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why, why that was, but I thought all the Batman stuff was really cool, fighting off the Russians and stuff. Uh that was neat. Um, uh, I could have maybe done without like Hermit Bruce Wayne for a minute. I, I don't know if, if that was That the, was so weird. I was Avenger expecting Bruce in Wayne.
1: that Yeah, I was expecting him in that moment to like rip it off. Like it was like an in-universe disguise that he was wearing, like not uh-huh. like his actual long hair and beard. Like it was so that was so weird. Yeah.
0: Um you know, I kind of liked I liked his explanation because we've seen a thousand explanations of multiverse stuff. I liked the pasta. Yeah, stuff. That, that, that was it is, cool. It is
1: kind of funny how like every multiverse movie has to like explain the multiverse now, yep. and it's just like this this whole like all right, let's get it over with kind of deal. Yes, uh, I thought this one was pretty good.
0: Um, so yeah, I will say up to Barry training Barry or starting with Barry training Barry up to like the final we have to go confront Zod all was pretty serviceable to me. I will say, um, I think that's fair. I not entirely love how some of those characters, how they kind of tied them off. Um, I was Mm kind of devastated when they killed off Keaton. Um, Mm -hmm. that, that hurt me a lot. Um, I guess Sasha Calle's character, like didn't really have much to do in the movie, but I think she did a good job with what she had. I would say, um, yeah, and she just kind of is rageful and then dies. um so yeah, happening. unfortunately, um, but yeah, I will say that the middle of the movie worked pretty well for me in that regard because I just kind of liked that some of the humor was kind of kind of helping there. Um, it was kind of working for a bit. um, and I just liked going back to the old bat cave. All that stuff was really working on me. I know that was pretty much fan service but there were just like funny bits that like the humor was kind of actually hitting in the middle of the movie for me with I thought with, so too. with the berries. Um I loved the little bit which was a, just a callback when Barry goes younger Barry like was hanging out in the Batmobile and finds the bag of laughs from like Nicholson Joker. That uh-huh. that was a good moment for me. I liked that a lot. Um So yeah, I think the middle of the movie was serviceable and I thought Keaton kind of came in and helped out in a big way. I don't know. What about, what do you it, think about Keaton?
1: I definitely think Keaton was like, here's the thing. Personally, I would have rather him not been in the movie because to me, sure. that's not what a multiverse story. Like this should be like an else worlds. Like, Whoa, this is so weird. Like we should have gotten Jeffrey Dean Morgan to play Batman's dad as Batman. Like to me, that's way more that, interesting than like,
0: yeah, that's we, a good we got point. The
1: old and, but, but we got it. So th- this is what we have. I do think Michael Keaton did a really good job at bringing back that like, he's not all there kind of Batman. Like he's a little bit Mm. screwball-y, which I really enjoy about Michael Keaton Batman. It is not necessarily a good Batman adaptation, but it is a very fun one that I grew up with. So uh, that was cool to see. Um, I will disagree with you on the the Batmobile stuff. I thought that was kind of like, and I'll get into this in the negatives, but it is kind of like the whole like, oh, wow, look at this thing. Anyways, it's not a part of the movie, but look at it. And like, that's kind of, what a lot of this movie was, but but yeah, I do want to say though, like you were talking about the Barry mentoring the Barry Uh and I did not expect that to work as well as it did. And as much shit as we've been giving Ezra Miller, you have to give them credit that they played these two very different characters incredibly well. Mm -hmm. And while the CGI was horrendous in most of the movie, the way that they edited them them together was almost seamless yeah i I felt that
0: worked pretty well i thought i thought it looked really well yeah and and it it reminded
1: i was just gonna say it reminds me of the reason why the flash family is so important in the comics like if that didn't have to be a young barry that could have been wally west like that Mm. that is like the same dynamic that they have Yeah, to the point where it's like, man, I kind of wish it was just a little bit different, and we got maybe we we built out these other characters more than just had two berries. Because to me, that felt like a little bit of wasted uh, potential. But I did, I did. Since it's what we got, I did like it. I think it worked, Um, but it's not how I've done it.
0: I just, yeah, it's tough because a lot of the movie hinders on the on the supposed charm of Ezra Miller. asks a Mm -hmm. lot of the audience to kind of put all that baggage aside yeah and get into it I, I mean the beginning of the movies ezra like the flash we've got that was not working on me at all in fact i felt mm-hmm. offended in the first we'll get there in a minute but <laughs> i was offended but um but yeah for the most part it was when when ezra miller wasn't playing the character was like really annoying and degrading to grading to like hear and listen yeah i thought it was actually working pretty well and i was shocked about that too um Kind of, um, this is kind of, I think maybe the last thing that I liked about the movie mm-hmm. was that I thought the emotional beats of Barry's mom actually kind of landed, uh, for
1: me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. She I, was I, a superstar by the way.
0: Yeah, she was. I she thought was she was great. great. She was great. Now. So I kind of liked that whole family dynamic. I, I, mm-hmm. I forgotten that Ron Livingston had replaced Billy Crudup, I think.
1: Yeah. So, uh-huh.
0: um, So all of that was kind of working for me. I think it paid off at the end. Well, I won't say it paid off because the movie's kind of a mess, but I will say that the emotional payoff of saying goodbye to his mom in that moment at the end of the movie actually worked for me. Yeah,
1: we had we Abby was laughing and groaning at this movie. And then when that scene happened, she was sobbing. So it worked. (laughs) Um, I, I do think that the Barry, like, family stuff is so intimate and works really well. Mm-hmm. I just wish, like, we got that and then, like, all the multiversal stuff was, like, less offensive to me. And it was maybe more of, like, from yeah. the actual comic. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there's, like, a happy medium in there. But that stuff was totally, like, the strongest, like, points of the movie. Totally. Was seeing Barry with young younger Barry or just with his parents. And, yeah, it was it – was, that stuff was – like really moving and really Mm. fun to watch, which is not what I don't think they banked on being like the crux of what people would like of this. I think they, I think the studio execs were more invested in like this multiversal opportunity to chant, like to, to like cram all their, yeah, shove
0: all their IPs. Look at our assets. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I I don't
0: think that stuff worked out, but, but the Barry stuff. So great. So good. Absolutely. Um, my last positive, and then we can maybe get into the, I don't know, the, the the bads, but I will just say that I'm glad that we left all Nolan Batman off the table in this movie, that there was no <laughs> crossover in that, which has sanitized me a little bit. So I'm I'm happy that that was not, I'm happy Christian Bale didn't show up, you know, things like that. I'm just glad that we didn't touch that because that feels like a whole different ballpark for me or like Robert Pattinson in that respect as well. Glad none of that. Yeah, Totally totally Damn.
1: so super glad
0: yep um do you have any other positives or not really okay'm cool. <laughs> excited
1: to get into the negatives
0: amazing um, um where do you want to start
1: I want to start with a few things just off the bat these are just kind of questions uh-huh that I have um Ezra Miller to my knowledge is an all-white actor yes so I found it very jarring to learn how much of like his family was like, uh, Spanish mm-hmm. in within the film. And
0: uh is that's well, not a comic I, choice. Like that's not like no. 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 Okay. That was
1: yeah, you know, so the, the director said that they that it, like the director and his sister said that they changed it because they're Spanish and they wanted some of that, which I thought was great. I thought it was sure. really cool. Okay. It was just so shocking to me just because we know what we know of this character is like just this very white person um so i thought that was kind of like it just took me out for like a second and i I had more questions about ezra miller's ethnicity than i
0: thought i would going into the movie i guess (laughs) they are born in wyckoff new jersey
1: yeah (laughs) um also just another quick little tiny thing that i have to point out i was under the impression that and maybe other people were too and that like ezra miller's portrayal of the flash in previous renditions or, like, Barry Allen is on the spectrum. Like, he, like he, yeah. you know, doesn't like to make eye contact with people. He, mm-hmm. I um, think that's an accurate read. Just, yeah. yeah, he's just kind of, like, doesn't really know how to conduct himself within, like, a social setting and stuff totally. like that. Which I thought was cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that was neat. And then in this movie, they do it for, like, the first five minutes. <laughs> and then when we meet younger Barry, there are, like, no signs of this. And then also older Barry, who has been playing this specific version of this character, this specific way turns that off like for the rest yeah. of the movie, which I <laughs> found
0: to be very strange too. It's almost as if he code switches the character does. It's like,
1: specific. like honestly, I, th- I thought it was very weird. Um, and I don't know what else to say about that. Cause I thought, I don't know. It just felt like an interesting choice to like, kind of not play
0: that up as much this time.
1: And it feels, I don't know. It just it, felt weird.
0: It feels like if I'm getting into the weeds of it, that, All of that stuff may have been reshoots, perhaps, Mm -hmm. where they didn't remember what they had done in the the beginning of the movie, perhaps. I don't know when they had the the bat, the bat fleck and all that going on. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so maybe, but, but, but yeah, that is pretty, uh, pretty jarring. Um, Yeah. Can we, and then I have
1: two more really quick things, really quick. Please. I just wanted to say, I think it's very strange. Maybe it's just one thing. How in, um, in, so this is like, this movie has confirmed to be going off of the canon of Zack Snyder's Justice League cut Mm -hmm. because they reference, uh, Iris West, who was in that and like him saving Iris, Mm -hmm. they reference going back in time,
0: Mm -hmm. which was interesting.
1: Uh, like through like the speed force
0: force. Yeah.
1: And, and. So it's kind of weird to me one that they didn't use the speed force that they used in Zack Snyder's cuz that looked beautiful and we've talked about that before like that yes. was like so sick and they should have just done that again. Mm-hmm. But also we as an audience for not as maybe the general audience but the people who saw Zack Snyder's Justice League Knows that that timeline ends in a post apocalypse situation, anyways. So, like, <laughs> what is like, what are the stakes? What's this all about? Yeah, why am I so invested? Like, I don't know. Like, to me, that felt very strange, too. Of like, well, it's like, do you really want to go back to that timeline because that timeline's also like fucked for you and you just don't know it yet? I don't know. Like, to me, that was strange. Yeah, um, I mean, I it's I what the whole
0: the- movie is built off of, so I think that's a fair. <laughs> a fair justification
1: <laughs> like, isn't that so dumb when you think about it it's just like okay
0: yeah and to tell you the truth I didn't care enough to even think about it so that just tells you the beginning that's a that's a good segue into I think the CGI uh, because you mentioned okay, yeah. how, how good it, it looked the the representation of the speed force uh, and the, mm-hmm. the Snyder cut from the get go Jackson I knew we were in rough hands um, the yeah. moment that Barry starts running to the quote baby shower, which yes. I wanted to rip my eyes out. Um, this uh, I just can't even. Not even getting to like the uncanny valley of all like the the speed force stuff when we get there, mm-hmm. but I thought from the get go, this baby shower sequence looked horrific. Um, and I was like, oh god, we're in for a ride. Um, and then you get to the speed force where you have these representations of characters and people within the story, but they're like polar express versions of the actors. It's
1: yeah. And I thought maybe they were complete CGI replacements, but like apparently like the, with the stuff with um, Nicholas cage was all shot. Like that wasn't like just CGI. so I don't, I don't actually know like if they like shot it and then like, went over it with a CGI model or what, but it was yeah. so and the directors talked the director talked about how it was intentional, but like and I kind of get what they're going for, but like the execution I thought was so distracting. Yeah. That it did e- not work at
0: all. Even if it was intentional, it still looked like shit. Yeah. So and I and I couldn't get past that. And then that gets to the like the uncanny valley of the cameos at the end. It's just like completely just I don't know, man, not, none of that worked for me at all. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought it was cheap. I thought it was irresponsible to, to bring Christopher Reeve. And I, maybe at one moment people were like, Oh my God, Christopher Reeve. Oh my God, Helen Slater. Oh my God, Adam West. Like Mm -hmm. it just felt, it felt very much like space jam, a new legacy to me where like, here's our, here's our IP. And even the, even the space jam people looked a little better. Um, Well, it's also just, like, a missed opportunity as
1: far as, like, the multiverse. It's like, why would you show stuff that we've already seen? Like, I thought at least with the Nicolas Cage stuff, it was like, okay, now this is kind of more in line with, like, what you maybe should be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, I hated the execution of it because it looked, like, really gross. Yeah. But, like, they even had, like, George Reeve in, like, the black (laughs) and white Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Who... I learned like was this actor who committed suicide after like realizing that he couldn't get any roles after playing Superman. Yeah, which like made it feel extra bad, extra gross. I I I don't know, and like obviously like yeah like uh Christopher Reeve is like dead, and and to to bring him back felt very lifeless and wrong and. Mm -hmm
0: kind of shitting
1: on on his legacy and also just like the way they visualized it with like this dome like planet like
0: oh yeah i think that looked off
1: of of these like pictures of people going around the circle and like they were colliding and i it looked so bad like i don't even know how to quantify how bad it looked
0: no i couldn't I, get past it like none of the cgi really worked in that regard and every time it came i was like oh my god this really we're doing this yeah so yeah. that was real bad. Um, the uncanny valley stuff never works. It's just like a. It's just a, It also just made me scared. Slippery slope wise, like <laughs> AI using people's likeness. It's yeah. I mean, we're not far off from a world where we could just get a Christopher Reeve movie, another Superman movie, where they just I know have AI voice and just do that recreation. Well, it's stuff. wild
1: too how like it looked like a ps1 graphic (laughs) like like even like whenever they bring back like tarkin and stuff in uh rogue (laughs) one Uh that looked way better um than any of that stuff so i don't
0: know how i feel about it but but yeah yeah. i I got nothing i just i just from the moment the the baby shower stuff i could not i will say okay
1: i will say I'm going to defend the baby shower stuff for a second because I think the issue with it was the effects and not the execution of, like, the scene. I thought the scene was interesting of, like, oh, we can see how, like, he perceives time and how he needs to eat to perceive time in, like, a slower way, Mm -hmm. which was kind of cool and goofy and silly, but, like, and obviously, like the babies being like about to be burned alive and had acid dropped on it, so silly. I think yeah. we can all agree, so silly. Uh-huh. But it was for me, it was silly in like a campy comic book way that I was like kind of really on board with. Um, I th- I but it like, was stupid.
0: I feel like that would have been fine with me if the whole movie was that same tone, because it it totally it, fair. It doesn't really keep that funny goofiness. True. Of it.
1: True. There's, like, one other sequence where, like, young Barry does, like, a Speedy Gonzalez bit. And, like, that's really fun, too. But, like, yes. nothing else really lives up to that. Uh-huh. Um Oh, I will say, too, whenever we first start seeing him run, I still don't understand why they have him do, like, the gazelle thing <laughs> instead of just a full-out sprint, like, where you see it. Like, because that's cooler to me than, like, these weird – because it literally looks like he's jumping, like, a 100 feet, like, at a time. And I don't yeah. know if that's like how we're supposed to perceive it or if it's something else, but there was a shot where like he's running over water mm-hmm. and like he's still doing like he's like bound things, but like all the water is like getting kicked up as if he were running on it, like in tiny little steps. And I was like, I don't know, like to me that was confusing because I didn't know if like we were supposed to perceive it like that or if they were just like not thinking about it and they're like editing bay. I don't know. Well, to me, that was like a really distracting part.
0: I'm sure if you ask the filmmakers, they'll be like, Oh yeah, that's what we meant to do. Cause that's just <laughs> what they're, that's just what they're kinda, their kind of, their MO is right now. Um, also,
1: I just, I thought of one more thing that I have to talk about uh, that uh-huh. I was going to mention before when young Wally or sorry, when young Barry uh, learns that like, he is like this like villain flash or like this like force of nature almost and mm-hmm. like sacrifices himself yeah. It is. It's like cool moment. Sure, the more you think about it, it's like, man, that's really convenient that he did that, because otherwise you're gonna have to have a whole other <laughs> act of the movie where Barry's like, "All right, I gotta kill you now. I'm leaving. Like, and you're going to die in this existence, and you will not no longer exist. See you later." And he'd have to be like, "Okay, I'm cool with that. <laughs> like, you're yeah. gonna kill my mom. The, and, like, that's wild to me, but
0: yeah." The, super the, it's just such a, a bummer because like I feel like this movie could have been pretty okay if just the beginning and the end weren't just like kind of a mess. Yeah. And it's just really unfortunate. Like if I have to see Wonder Woman show up one more time and hear that guitar riff one more goddamn. It's an time, electric cello, first of all. Do, 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 right. do, 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 do. I'm like, oh, it's just killing it's it's making me like I really like Wonder Woman, like the movie, like from 2017. Uh. But it's just Going lower and lower on the totem pole for me every time we get a, a gratuitous Gal Gadot cameo where she shows up with the lasso of truth for a, a two minutes and then she's like, Bye, guys. And does the
1: same lasso of truth joke that they've done in like the past four movies. Yeah, just like, I was like, right, We're doing like, this
0: again. I, it's just hilarious at this point. Like, seeing, I will say though. Up.
1: Uh the Batman stuff that he directed, because this is the director who will be doing the Brave and the Bold movie, we've learned. Yes. Um Love It or Hate It, like that's what's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I do think the Batman stuff like as far as um Ben Affleck's Batman ben Affleck. during like that scene, I really liked that stuff. I thought the action was well choreographed and well done there. Yeah. Um,
0: I will say Ben Affleck's
1: suit was so ugly. It, it was, was like incredibly disgusting. And like
0: had like a looked homemade. there was like this
1: mesh metal on top of like metal frame that looked yeah. like really plastic. It was so weird. I hated that.
0: um I yeah. will say, yeah. Since we're giving credit where credits due I will say even Ben Affleck has said this. Yeah, he's like, I think I finally figured out how to play Batman, and it's a bummer that I don't think we're ever going to see it again. But I did like what yeah. his Batman. I even liked what his Bruce Wayne was kind of doing in this movie too. Um And. And that's what kind
1: of bummed me out too. It's like, okay, we have this Bruce who's given the advice that he that he needs to follow, that Barry needs to follow for the rest of the movie. He's going yeah. to ignore it, but it is the correct advice. All right. Mm-hmm. Now we're in this other universe with Michael Keaton, Batman, and he's mm-hmm. like basically telling him the same thing, but also is gonna help him anyways. Right. And it's like it's just like, okay, why did we need Michael Keaton to do this too? Like what well, could we have like a different Like a more different take on Batman at this point, if you're gonna have him, like otherwise, why not just have Ben Affleck again?
0: Yeah. I don't know, like and then even in the end, like Barry doesn't even learn his lesson. He still changes the that moment so he can get his dad. And then which still messes up everything because then we get the Cloonster at the end, which is hilarious. Um yeah, it just feels like I think overall my problem was this was supposed to be like a quote reset of the universe yeah. but it just feels more messy than ever before now like, which is I,
1: again like i mentioned with the new 52 so yeah. so true to uh to form as far as adapting it from the story like it, that was such <laughs> yeah. a messy reboot for dc comics that it is kind of fitting that this is also a very messy reboot uh for dc
0: i just hate that it's like 'Cause it feels it sounds like in the new fifty two they bring back new they bring new versions of the characters, but here we're just getting the old versions and we're just still Yeah trenched in the past. I don't know how we're going forward. And maybe Blue Beetle's gonna do that for us. I don't know. But <laughs> but uh let's hope. I don't know. Cause apparently like Blue Beetle is the first in James Gunn's DC, apparently. Mm-hmm. And it has no yeah. ties to anything prior. So I don't think we'll get a Wonder Woman cameo. Sorry, guys. Um good but
1: uh (laughs) i think gald's like done also like i think they announced that she's done with the character and they're gonna recast her soon hopefully
0: yeah i don't know it feels up up in the air because i read that and then the other day i read like oh there's backdoor discussions going on at warner brothers and i was like oh okay (gasps) um but i don't know they got to have to get a new director because patty jenkins was kind of the steward of that i feel like so yeah and then oh i have this other thing i have to talk about the yes. fact... Okay,
1: Barry Barry learns in this new timeline that the 9-11 that happened in this universe... Oh, my God. ...has not happened. And, like, it, it is a big 9-11. It is, like, this... Uh, uh, basically, a city gets, like, leveled. New York gets leveled, essentially. Yes. And he's like, that's weird that that hasn't happened. And then, like, oh. he's like, anyways, cut to the apartment with your friends, and now I'm learning that, like, Marty McFly wasn't in Back to the Future... And then, like, it's taking me multiple, like, explanations to learn that, oh, it's Eric Stoltz. And it's like, oh, who is in Fullers? Oh, this guy. Oh, yeah. who is in uh, T- Top Gun? Oh, this other guy. And it's just like, and then he's like, oh, my God, we're in a different timeline. And it's like, what? How is this the moment that you're realizing this?
0: <laughs> he's such a pop culture fiend, Jackson. That's how get like, this. To- <laughs> that. That was insane. That was insane. Like, maybe if you want to have that happen
1: before the like Zod ship shows up. Sure. But like, why,
0: why, why is it like that? I don't know. Can, can I also say, speaking of Zod boy, Michael Shannon, just phoning in a nice, uh, nice Zod performance. He really here. did. Or really like, did even it. in interviews, he's like, yeah, I don't really get much from these big movies like this. So even he knows it, but yeah, it was just, yeah. uh, but man, he had that fun little beard. Um, <laughs> yep. Yeah that's um i don't know do you have anything else specifically all in all the movie was just a, a mess and if it was every yeah. anything like the middle which was actually had some some good moments i think it would have been like a three-star movie maybe a three and a half star movie but it's not it's not that which is uh, a bummer i think
1: i don't know how i feel about <laughs> sasha kaye's performance as supergirl
0: i feel bad a legend talks in the future apparently she's talks of maybe reprising. I don't know that role. if I
1: want her in that role again, just because like she doesn't look like the character, like even a little bit, which is fine. Like I if you want to give her like a cool brooding like Batwoman, like that would be interesting.
0: Mm, new Batgirl. Like, she
1: seems it's weird. Like she literally seems like <coughs> excuse me. She seems like a uh, like an edgier Batwoman character yeah. who was then chosen to play Supergirl who's supposed to be like this like not edgy character and mm-hmm. I get like they played like the apocalypse version of her to where she like was captured and studied not by oh. Americans in this movie mind you which was kind of interesting. it was in Russia um yeah that was kind of strange Intentional. uh yeah <laughs> but like in in, in the movie t- like in the comic too like it, it is superman who who gets captured and i get not doing superman because you got to bring henry cavill back and that's a whole can of worms because we just did henry cavill and like got his hopes up and he's definitely not in it <laughs> going forward so i get that like but the, i don't know like i she wasn't really doing anything for me either yeah. I, I just don't have big feelings towards her i i feel bad that she may get scrapped but i also don't know if i really need her
0: in these movies mm-hmm. going forward either yeah bye um all in all it's a mess and i don't know where we're going from here truthfully i thought i would have more clarity where we were going but i don't know i just and simply even, don't know did you see the
1: stupid post credit scene did you stay for that
0: yeah i did unfortunately yeah it was like 12 30 a.m and i was like <laughs> why am i still here so uh,
1: i even have more questions with this because it's like all right well at least we're recasting everybody else and it's like Nope. Jason Momoa is back as Aquaman in this universe. And it's like, well, you just said you weren't doing that. So
0: I I don't know. So, yeah, we have. I mean, if we're looking forward, we got Blue Beetle, which I think is going to be, you know, kind of a standalone thing. No baggage. Mm -hmm. But then we have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which apparently, you know, there's like rumors that they filmed a, a Keaton cameo there too and
1: yeah and that's got cut now i think yeah
0: so like i don't know the direction of that either so i don't know where i really still don't know where we're going even after how excited you and i were about the james gun announcement of all the slates and stuff it's just like i still have not a lot of Clarity. and i guess i'm a little is,
1: bit more nervous now since yes. james Gunner was like this is amazing by the way yeah and he I, said that about I shazam
0: am, too so i just i i just i just don't know he's doing screen testing for superman and lois right now so you know so excited we'll see where that where that ends up i like all the all what that's looking like i love emma mackie that's my choice but, i like it.
1: the girl from a uh, marvelous miss Maisel. people are really
0: rachel brosnahan for it. yeah, yeah.
1: I think that'd be cool.
0: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we'll see. I feel backed in a corner right now with DC, but, you know, maybe we'll have some clarity in August with Blue Beetle. Maybe that'll be a nice, refreshing, like, oh, this is James Gunn stuff, but maybe not. And it's I don't weird know. that
1: that's releasing before Aquaman also. I feel like maybe you'd want to switch those since, like, yes, Aquaman that... isn't in this new continuity, but, like, is coming out after this apparently new continuity Blue Beetle movie is coming out.
0: Yeah, it's it's a little messy. Yeah, I would flop the two, probably. Um, yeah. But I don't know. We'll Who see. knows? Who knows? Any final thoughts on The Flash before we move on to ranking it? Uh, I don't know. I wish we had more <laughs> Wally West.
1: Ezra Miller did a good job, but I don't want them coming back for more. And oh also Barry and Iris had like zero chemistry in this movie which kind of sucks cuz I really like Kiersey Clemons as Iris West but yeah you know. that was rough oh well
0: move on i guess move on but uh yeah we'll see what Clooney does with uh with Batman going forward is Clooney Brave and the Bold no right no no
1: no um no i don't think so i think they said they're gonna recast for that too Good. which just i'm glad i just i wish james scared. gunn could just be scared. super honest and get drunk on camera and be like look we hate all this shit but we're restarting at this point so just bear with <laughs> get, us
0: until then get james gunn on a drunk history of dc studios get him with uh seth myers on that
1: drinking show oh, drink, that he does. day
0: probably. drinking with seth so <laughs> yeah. so give it to me straight
1: <laughs> i Amazing. love that actually um
0: <laughs> Well, let's be brutally honest, Jackson, in the list is life. The list is an absolute good. The list is life. Do you have this in your hierarchy of of DC movie rankings?
1: Uh I'll have to look at them again.
0: So Do you? I do. Um so we have 14, I think, at this point now of just DC quote eu i don't know i really don't know how i'm going to rank these going forward like are these all might have to start a new list with the james gunn stuff or does these fall in with it i don't know um i think you
1: should start a new list with the james gunn stuff
0: okay i think aquaman
1: and the last kingdom should be the last one and maybe blue beetle is the first one for the dcu okay maybe
0: sure whatever you say um i have the flash at um I have it right above Shazam Fury of the Gods. I gave it two and a half stars. Um I have it above Shazam and I have it below uh Snyder cut. Um that feels right, I think. I don't know. Man, <laughs> the bottom the bottom half of DC is just a, a, a crapshoot for me. Like, yeah. So so I don't know. Like the, the good stuff is really good stuff, and then there's the other stuff. So I don't know. What what what's it feel for you? Is it middle? Is it low middle or it's
1: I think it's low middle. I definitely put it above Black Adam. I'm just looking at a list right here. It's definitely better than Black Adam. Justice but like League. barely. It's better than Justice League. Justice League. It's better, I think. Actually, I don't know if it's better than Wonder Woman 1984. They have similar issues, I think, as yes. far as like the writing of it. Um <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll put it like tied with Wonder Woman 1984 right now. Cause I, yeah, yeah I, I okay. feel I feel pretty good about that actually. Okay. That works. Both are messes, <laughs> but yeah. visually interesting sometimes. Better than Suicide Squad? The first one, yes. yes. The
0: Suicide Squad is the best DCEU movie. We're in agreement there for yeah. sure. Um, Until Superman comes along, huh? Maybe. We'll see. We'll I have. See. God,
1: I'm gonna be potentially so disappointed. My my expectations are so high, and I need to learn try
0: to lower them a little bit. To lower them, yeah. I think we got a couple of years, so you got some time to to figure that out. True. Um, wonderful, uh, Jackson. Let's let's move on to you feeling lucky. You could ask yourself a question:
1: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk?
0: Um, I believe we're picking two
1: new characters in our cinephile game. I think you're
0: right. Um, because who did we induct? Scarlett Johansson. Did we induct her last week? Scarlett Johansson. Very nice. We have two new competitors. Then
1: I have Helena Bonham Carter versus Sylvester
0: Stallone. Oh my! Two very different, yeah, performers. I'm liking this matchup. I am too. This is very unorthodox. Um. What are, what are what are your thoughts, Jackson? Um are, are you My initial thoughts with... are Oh sorry, go on. Are you familiar with a lot of Helena Bonham Carter's work outside of Harry Potter?
1: Not really. Uh I'm trying to think of other stuff. I know she's in Fight Club.
0: hmm um, um any Tim Burton movie, it's a good bet. True. Um lots of Tim Burton movies. Wow. Um Enola Holmes 2? <gasps>
1: Sure. Terminator I think she's salvation. on paper the better actress. I think we can agree, just skill oh, wise. Yes, way more range. <laughs> I would way agree more range.
0: Very zany.
1: Is it is it a question of like does Sylvester Stallone's most iconic characters outweigh her talent
0: in your mind? Feel like I feel like in terms because then when I think of like cinema history you know Mm -hmm. i feel like he has done more at least in like not just like you know rocky obviously but kind of like him and schwarzenegger kind of like revolutionized the action hero in the 80s and the 90s um so uh, yeah granted is is each of those performances you know distinguishable between any like could you distinguish Rambo from like his character in the Expendables you know they're probably, probably not. pretty similar you know um but I don't know I'm just looking at the because f- it's a lot of Rocky a lot of Rambo a lot of like Expendables stuff you know a lot of action mm-hmm. movies Zookeeper <laughs> he plays uh Joe the Lion in Zookeeper great So good for him. I feel like I'm leaning more in the Stallone camp, but that might be controversial. What do you think?
1: I mean, I feel like if I had to have a movie that came out today, who would I be more interested in seeing? I don't think it would be Sylvester Stallone. He was in Guardians 3.
0: He was good in
1: that for like two (laughs) seconds. Two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not in this
0: Creed franchise anymore. They kind of wrote him out of that. He was
1: fun as King Shark. In the Suicide
0: Squad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll.
1: I guess I'll give it to Sylvester Stallone. I. I gotta say though, I would rather have a current movie with with Bottom Carter than Sylvester Stallone. But
0: oh well. Mm, I'm just looking. Let me look at more of her. I mean, yeah, she's she's a lot of fun. Let's go crazy, Jackson. Let's give it to Hell on a Bottom Carter. Why Let's not? do it. Okay. Why not? Help, in, terms, yeah. in terms of range,
1: yeah, she's got it.
0: I like it. She's inarguably the better actor between them, which I guess oh. is what we should have been doing. Uh, but, fair point. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's let's do that. I'm looking at her, her deep deep cuts. Alice through the looking glass. Oh boy, forgot about those. Uh, oh yeah, she's like the queen, right? Yeah, Queen of Hearts, baby. Wow, the Gruffalo. What the hell is that? <laughs> That's a short film. Okay, all right. Yeah, Helena Bonham Carter moves on. And um, while we're here, Jackson, we can mention that uh, we are doing back to RCR Top 100 next week, and it's mm-hmm. uh, your pick. Do you want to tell people what we're we're doing next week? Yeah,
1: I believe we are covering Scott Pilgrim versus the World, which is available to
0: stream on Peacock. Amazing! I'm excited. I haven't watched that movie in a minute, so it's a banger. Excited to dive into that. That'll be great. Uh, wonderful. Quick fantasy filmography update, Jackson, and we can get out of here um not a lot of movement actually in this week everyone's still in their same places jeff cody david carter brian corbin jackson and matt um really the only thing that kind of affected scores this week was letterbox got rid of a bunch of bots and kind of changed Mm -hmm. their rating system so a lot of people's movies kind of leveled out went down a few points but that's the more honest representation now of those movies uh which is cool um the Flash and Elemental, as I mentioned, kind of underperformed at the box office. Asteroid City, I think, is going to make a bit of a splash. It had a, the like the best limited theatrical release since La La Land, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, but they were, it was in like I don't know eight theaters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if those movies make some strides in the weeks. And Spider Verse crossed five hundred million this week, so very exciting for that movie. That's rolling. So. Yeah, that's all i really got there um indiana jones next week jackson next weekend excited
1: i am nervous but i can't wait for the fleabag season three tie-in
0: hey where she's
1: just i kind of hope like this Looks is a camera wish. yeah i just wanted to talk to the <laughs> camera as like it's just she's fleabag and also in indiana jones for
0: some reason that would be awesome uh Wonderful. With that, we are Dunzo Jackson. Where can they follow us on Instagram?
1: They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. Click the link in our bio, see
0: our newest episodes, and follow us on Spotify, please. Please, please, please. And give us a follow on Twitter if you're on there. We post the episodes there at roughcut underscore co. Check us out there as well. Uh, Thanks for listening to this Crazy Flash episode. Lots of stuff to talk about here. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week for some some Scott Pilgrim action. Bye. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good
1: evening. And good night.